Hello, all. This is Blonde Haired Girl. I was, um, so it's the middle of the night, and I, <laughs> I'm laughing about, like, um, my little setup here and just, um, my candlelight. And I was thinking about my dad. He was, um, my dad was like, like, I don't know how to just, but it, this was just because I was his daughter, you know, but, um, he, <laughs> he was so like innocent or it seemed like it. And, but he used to watch Elvira, um, Elvira, the lady of the night. It would just make me laugh. She, and, and some of us know who she is because she, she, there were, there were certain stations on TV, and she, in the night, she would be, um, like, hosting scary, scary shows, and I don't know if she did this every night, or just on weekends, I, I really don't know, but my dad, um, every once in a while, we kind of ask him, like, you know, oh, dad, who do you like, like, you know, that's, <laughs> and Elvira was one of them, which makes me laugh, because she, she she was dressed like a vampire. She looked like a vampire and she had on she had this real this wig with this really black shiny hair and you know, anyway, I'm just laughing and sitting here wondering, did my dad have sleeping issues just like me? And is the fact that I wake up so much at night an issue? I guess it's only an issue if it's an issue, right? Like, and usually during the day, I mean, I can't say that I never get tired and yawn during the day. I can't say that, but I certainly feel like, as a generality, I get plenty of sleep. That's all I'm going to say. But I do wake up quite a bit. And I woke up and I was, I, I wanted to talk about seeming death. I really want to talk about this. I I remember having like but but and even as I'm sitting here thinking about there's nothing unusual about my life and maybe everyone thinks about things the way that I do like just thinks about things or wonders about things or I don't know maybe everybody does. But um because my daughter certainly uh, like my daughter had the same kind of thing happen and maybe she was even younger where death just hit that poor child smack in the head um so i'll i'll just give you a little bit of a background on this my um so i think it was my daughter's sophomore year of high school uh she she, uh, one of the children that she went to school with, she actually went to grade school with her. Um, they just, she took her own life. She committed, or she completed a suicide and they found her. It was really horrible. They found her, um, hung in a tree um, a, a young police officer, they went looking for her. She came up missing and they went looking for her. And this young police officer found her hanging in a tree. It was really awful. And then there was this copycat, um, and another child. And I don't remember if he hung himself, but he may have. And I don't remember the details about that one. And then, <laughs> and then we, my niece, um, like really close. So like this all happened in August of 2012. This was awful. Like she had three huge things happen. And, um, and I can't remember. I think, I think they told her, but maybe I had to tell her. I think I told her. It's all flooding back now. Um, I was over at my, my niece's house and I had 
my sister's house and found out that my niece had passed away in a motorcycle accident very suddenly. Like just, it was, it was, and, um, and I, I really didn't want to have to tell my children any of them. And so I asked her dad if he would tell her and, and he didn't. And I don't know. I told her, um, and, I don't know if I did a very good job of it because I was, I don't think I've taken any bit of news in my life as badly as the news that my niece, my niece had passed away. It's the only, the, I mean, I, I, I never took any other bit of news as bad as I did that badly. I was, I was just devastated. I really was, uh, and I, I sunk to like a, a, a degree of, um, I don't remember ever being in that shape in my life. It was as if I really was tinkering on the edge of passing away myself, the amount of grief. And I, I know I sound so dramatic, but, um, and I remember I would cry so much that I would have these, um, these like almost like water blisters under my eye. Like just, that's the only way I'd know how to describe it, but they were just, there was, there was so much fluid in my eye cavities that it was just would bubble up. I mean, I just looked terrible and I was just, I was just this on this thin line of living and dying myself. I I felt like just this level of grief. Um, my niece, it's very, very hard for me to like really express this person because she, her entire life, she was so incredibly graceful thoughtful um she she was everyone's friend everyone like she I, I just don't even know there's just no words you know not everyone is like she was it's just true not everyone I mean different people have different gifts but she man she was just so incredible and she was also like I have to admit she was one of the people that when we went to like a family event I looked for her she was one of the first people I looked for where Chantel my niece um and so when she passed away it was really it was really awful on everyone but telling my daughter so she had these two and one profound loss in her life as a as a sophomore in high school and I don't know um exactly how she coped with it I mean I honestly I just I'm not sure I don't know I don't know how she dealt with the loss of her cousin but I had I had people pass away when I was young and it really got me just like just thinking about like what is this and I mean even when I think about it now like it's bizarre um the only thing that I can come up with the only thing that I can actually come up with is this idea that minus younger people. So let's just not even get there. But like somebody like my mother, because now, quote unquote, death, which I don't believe in death per se. I don't believe we die per se. I believe that we leave our body. I think a lot of people believe we leave our body. But like, come on, like what really is it? And why? It's bizarre. Like, it's like we we come here and we form these attachments and then the person that we're attached to, (coughs) excuse me, 
<laughs> That's so funny. I don't think I've ever had to sneeze in any one of my podcasts before. <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder if there's any way that I can edit that out of there. It's so funny. Anyway, I sneeze really loudly, too. I'm so sorry. Excuse me. I didn't have time to, like, do anything about it. It just came upon me. But anyway, so it came upon a sneeze. I'm sorry. I'm in just the weirdest mood. Um, so, so, like, it's just bizarre, though. Like, so we come into the world through birth, which is, like, in and of itself is a really weird thing. Like, if you, like, really sit there and you think about it, like, it is so weird that, you know, there's this egg and this sperm and then this baby forms and then this woman goes into labor or doesn't and somehow this baby, she grow. there's a baby that is grown in her belly and, like, in her womb. It's bizarre. I mean, like... It's so weird. And then like milk, like her breasts get all this milk and she feeds her baby. I mean, it's just bizarre. Like you just, I mean, honestly, it is the weirdest thing. Um, But our entire bodies are set up for this stuff. You know, like it's organic. It's, it's primal. It's, it's innate. And it's this bizarre thing. And then... And then something happens, you know, at at all different ages. But in my mother's case, you know, my mother was 86 years old. So my mother lived a really amazing long life. She lived for a long time. My dad passed away at 57. He didn't like to me, like, it's just crazy that my dad died so young. Um, and my niece, even younger, my niece was 22. And then I had a nephew in the same family pass away at 12. And so I've had like all these different ages of, of children in my life and people in my life who have passed. And so I've, I've just had to ask the question. And then what ends up happening for us is that we cannot see them. We cannot, we cannot see them because they, they're not in their body anymore. So where are they? So I, I've, I've often like asked myself that question and I, and I've been vocal about much to some people's chagrin (laughs) about the fact that I believe that I hear people who have passed out of their body. But I don't hear all people. And I'm not a medium. I'm really not. I am not a medium. I would never claim to be. Um, Because I've actually tried to... to, um, And only people that I... it, It appears that only people that I know speak to me. Or maybe I'm only open to people that I know. I'm not just open to... Um, to, um, I'm having like stuff coming to my mind, which it kind of begs the question, like, what am I doing in my material? Like, what am I doing? What am I tapping into? Like when I'm, I'm hearing things on the other side that I cannot see. But, and so recently I had this experience. Um, I was, I was meditating at an event. So I'm at this event and I'm meditating and I have this experience and I've periodically in the last three years, I have had these experiences where some people call them astro projection or something, um, where I leave my body. Okay, so I leave my body um, and I project onto different places. I project into space. I project 
um, around the planet. I go to different places. Um, <laughs> yesterday I was on, um, I do this practice. I've told you all, those of you who like really follow my material, and I know some of you do. <laughs> I know, I don't know who you are, but I know some of you you follow my material pretty carefully but anyway so sometimes I do this practice where I'm I'm doing an activity and I'm pretending like I'm doing it somewhere else so yesterday I was on the the treadmill went over to my gym and I'm running on the treadmill so I'm run 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 and yesterday I was I was pretending that I was on the golf course a little bit. I was pretending I was on this over at the high school field and I was running laps. And then I also had this where I was, I was, well, I have, <laughs> so I've had this chance to, to travel in my life. I, I've been to like, in a, in a general sense, the, the world is a very, very big place. And so I have not been to a lot of places given the magnitude of the planet, but I have been, I have had the opportunity to travel and I've been to Amsterdam, which was one of my favorite places. Like I absolutely loved it there. And we were on this bus and it left just such an impression on me. And there was this canal and so there was this canal with these people, like some people like were in boats and, but then there were these, these buildings on the left side. So there were the left side and then the right side. This is the way I remember. I don't know if this is verbatim, but on the right side, there was this, this canal. It seemed like a canal. And I've always, it just left such an impression on me. And like one of the things that I remember learning that was just so odd was um, our tour guy was telling us that they cleaned their windows with vodka. That they, like, because all of their windows were just like, and they all had like this lace and it seemed like all the buildings were made out of brick. It was, and it was so amazing. And so anyway, yesterday I was pretending that I was running on that canal, at least for part of it. And then I was running on the beach. I don't know why I was all over the place yesterday. <laughs> I was like, because most of the time when I, when I do that, I'm in one place. I'm trying to imagine what place, like, the like say the field over at the high school you know I'm not going to four different places usually but when I'm in when I'm in actually a meditative state I'm I'm it's I don't move as quickly as that I'm I'm just transported to and I have all these visualizations that go along with it but anyway so let me get back to this so then it made me think if that's what it feels like to go into non-physical energy. And, and when I was at the event and I had, I'd had this experience of where, I mean, it was like for extended periods of time. Because when we came out of that meditation, it would have been, we had been meditating for four hours. So, so there were three different times that I was astro projecting or whatever, I think it's called. Um, and I'm thinking that each time it was, you know, approximately at the very minimal 30 minutes. At the very minimum, 30 minutes of, of actually being outside of my body. And this time, I got this feeling, why would you ever come back? Like, it was, it is, it is the most amazing feeling to be able to 
have a thought and be wherever you want to be in the universe. Like literally, you just have a thought and there you are. <laughs> and so then you ask yourself, you know, I then I got to asking myself like in the last few days, like, like, why, like, okay, so if they had a choice, I think they would want, they do want to be around us. And it's sort of like, why? And then I ask, and then I say, okay, where would I want to be? I mean, among other places, because I know myself. Like, I'm going to be a little all over the place because I like to travel, I guess. <laughs> but I would definitely be somewhere around my children. And my loved ones, the people that I loved, my friends, my family that I loved here, I would definitely, but see, our sense of time is different than it is when you're in, not in your physical body. So they don't have the same sense of time. So it's like on their sense of time, it, it may be just literally a blink of an eye. Because time is, is not even what we think of it. Because we think of, but like time is actually like just snapshots of moments. It's just moment, consecutive moments. It was really bizarre yesterday. Um, I had gone and, and I, oh, this was just so weird. So I go to this 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 house party yesterday with a friend and I go and I, I, I walk in and I'm like, Oh my God, I remember you. And one of my, the people that I work with was there. I'm like, what? I mean, it was really strange. This, this party was like kind of in the middle of nowhere and and it was like, oh my gosh, my, my, this person that I work with was there and we get to yak, 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 you know how I do. And then this gets even weirder. So my son was a boy scout and he had this friend whose dad was an associate pastor of this church in town. And my son used to volunteer at the church as a boy scout and he would volunteer and he would set up the meals for the people who had attended church because they feed them after the homily or whatever so so I'm sitting there talking to her and then I realized so there's this one time where I dropped my son off and at the time, I was not doing well in my life. And, <laughs> and I don't know, I got to talking to him or he got to talking to me, the pastor of the church back then. And it was another one of these things where he asked me if I had accepted Jesus into my heart. And I, I actually laugh when people ask me that. It's like, like, it makes me laugh. It really does. Because I make the joke many times. <laughs> it's kind of like Jesus, like, lives in me. And so I was like, have you accepted? And I'm like laughing. But I don't believe, which would be much to this man's chagrin, that Jesus died for our sins, was tortured and murdered because God needed the blood of his beloved son to, to pay penance for our sins. Like, I, I just, I don't believe in that entire concept, which is what he's really asking me. 
What he's really asking me is not if you've accepted Jesus in your heart. He's asking me, have you accepted the blood of Jesus? And is he your savior because you are reconciled to God because he was, he suffered and died on the cross for you? That's what he's really asking. Have you accepted that? You know, but anyway, so he takes me into this room so that I can yet again accept Jesus as my personal savior because I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sitting here and I'm appeasing him because, and and I think even during this little mini thing, you know, now that he's, he, anyway, I may have lied. <laughs> okay, so now I'm outing myself as a liar. And I do every once in a while. It's not often. <laughs> I'm actually a very, very, very honest person. But there are times where I lie. I lie. Like, I lied to my parents. Like, <laughs> when I was in college. So you can tell. Like, I can remember the times I've lied in my life. Which has not been very many times. Um, and I, I would go home and visit my parents, um, on weekends when I was going to NAU. So my parents lived in Phoenix and I was living in Flagstaff and there was one weekend that I did not go to visit them. And I think I lied and I told them I had to study, but I didn't study. I, <laughs> I had a bus ticket and I went down to to see and stay with my boyfriend. And it was an, it was incredibly romantic. Like when I think back on it, I mean the guy he came and picked me up at the bus. I mean it was so romantic. It was really sweet, but I lied to my parents cuz I didn't want them to know that I was going and you know, staying with my, my boyfriend. I just didn't want them to know. But anyway, and so I lied. Um, but anyway, so I lied to the pastor about, about this. And anyway, a few, I don't know, know that long later, I get this letter in the mail, this handwritten letter from that pastor. Okay. I still have it. It's in my house somewhere. And I think I know, like, it's in, because I started to, like, just save. I got rid of a whole lot of stuff in my house. But I saved just a few things, a few, like, maybe a couple of, like, and I'm talking boxes the size of a shoebox full of, like, cards and things like that. And his letter was one of them. I would have never thrown it away. So it's around here, and I'm committed to finding it. And his, And he passed away. After after he wrote me this letter, he passed away. Like it wasn't that long after, and and I was really sad about that because it was it to me it seemed very sudden that 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 this and I don't make connections with pastors very often because we have a totally different ideology. I mean, that's a pretty that's that's kind of a hump that you don't get over. Because there's certain tenets in in the Christian church that you're supposed to believe to be a Christian. And so I guess I cannot even call myself a Christian because I do not believe that God would have the requirement that somebody be tortured to reconcile humanity to itself. I don't believe that. And so it's kind of a huge tenet in Christianity. Um, that I don't believe. And so I, I, I don't even know what to call myself. Cause I don't, I mean, I believe in the teachings of Jesus, but I don't, I don't know that I'm actually a Christian because I don't believe in that tenet. And that's like one of the big ones that I don't believe in. There's a lot about the Christian religion that I don't believe in, but that's like the most barbaric, horrible thing and the, the putting human attributes to God like I, God's not human. And it really bothers me like that people would put human attributes to God. God's angry. God's jealous. All of the, I don't believe any of that. I, I think that that is, it's, it's, um, 
I don't know what's coming to mind for me at the moment is it's more like mythology than it is an accurate depiction of the creator of everything that is. And so, and so, so it was so bizarre. So, and then, so then my workmate's there and then his wife is there. So his wife is at this event yesterday. It's so bizarre. I mean, I just can't even come up with this. Like, how is this even happening? It was so bizarre. And so the three of us are standing there talking, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then at some point they start to talk about in the Bible, because there was a lot of people at this event that were, that I would call like this type of Christian. I would call them all like a fundamentalist, like a Bible evangelical type of Christian. And so they got to talking about some story about, about, um, because I was telling them about this thing about Native Americans and how Native Americans do not look at the eclipse. And, and they got to talking about, it. they said, yeah, that's in the, the, I believe they were talking about, it. it was in the Bible. And they said something about time going backwards in time. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God, that is a true thing. Because there was this time that I went to this eclipse and I swear I got this impression. I didn't at the time, but year a year later, I got the impression that at that event, both of us looking at the eclipse, that we went in different directions and timelines. That I was going forward and he was going back, or he was going forward and I was going back. But we, our timelines did not, we did not go in the same direction. So watching that eclipse changed my life, or at least my relationship with him. So Native Americans, my friends who are Native, would not even go outside and during the eclipse. And see, the Natives, they know stuff. They know stuff. So it's like, I'm going to listen to them. Whatever they tell me to do, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I have one of my neighbors, she's like part Navajo, and she told me to get rid of all of the wind catchers. Um, I have a, a fairly large wind cast um, in, my, in my room, which may, which may given the, the, um, my sleep issues, which got even worse in the last three years. That's so interesting, huh? Maybe I should get rid of the wind the wind, the dream catcher. She said, don't have dream catchers in your, in your house because, and she went off on this whole thing that I couldn't understand. I don't know what it means, but, um, the natives, they're onto something. They know stuff. And but I thought it was so weird that my theory, my theory that I, that I was wondering about, about my experience with the eclipse. And then it comes true. And that's what happens for me a lot. Like I have these theories about things. So Okay, so, and I've been wondering because I believe my mother is like right here. And my mom and I talked about this. My mom knew that I, that I, I told her that I could hear people. And so who in the family do you think they're going to be around? But the person who they know is going to be listening And my mom, so I believe my mom is listening. And and the fun part is is that I get this 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 incredible feeling that I just keep kind of hearing like don't worry about it. The things that even she worried about. My mother was a worrier. My mother was a worrier. She worried a lot and she ruminated on things a lot. She just would ruminate, which I so I probably come by it naturally. And <laughs> my mom was a really like thoughtful person. She um you know, she and she would work really hard and plan things out very carefully and and then 
but the events in my life, and I know she's listening right now, um, but the events in my life, it was very challenging for me personally because that energy was really hard on me because I, I'm ultra, ultra sensitive. And so when there was tension in the house or when there was concern or there was this high level of anxiety, which there often was in our household, especially regarding events that were supposed to be happy events, um, I, I had a really hard time. It was like, it was, it was just too stressful for me. I couldn't deal. And so I started to notice as I got older that around these events, I would, I would just feel this extra sense of stress, being stressed. And then at some age, I just decided to quit it. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I got the understanding that this is from my childhood and this doesn't have to be the way it is now. And I would say even more so, like, what is the point? What's the point of even doing it if we're going to be miserable doing it? You know, like making the special meal. If we don't enjoy making the special meal, well, then just just order out. Like, why stress ourselves out over it? My mom is basically telling me, don't worry about anything. Nothing matters. Absolutely nothing matters. I can hear her just, she is, she is completely at peace wherever she is, which I believe is right here. And so, and so then, and so I'm sitting here and like, so what is the next adventure? What does it have to do with? Like, like, and are we on like projects? Do we, do we still continue to? work in a different plane is it is it like I I I do still have all of these questions about some kind of like energetic like because they don't have to have any kind of vehicle because their energy they don't have to have a vehicle it's like me astro projecting when I astral project there's no no it's like I am leaving my body and I am and I and it was the first time that I ever put those two things together when I was at the event and I was astral projecting and I was leaving my body and then that being what it's like to some people call it transitioning into the next existence and so I can kind of see you know my mother and it it worked out absolutely perfect for her because she my mom didn't suffer she was like she was walking like on Sunday like I saw her on Sunday and she passed away on Wednesday I talked to her was sitting on Tuesday over in the office Blah, 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 talking to my mom. Mom, don't worry. Don't worry about your appointment tomorrow. Um, and it's all just so weird, isn't it? That we have to have this separation of, of and from this physical van- vantage point. You know? And then people, like, they say the dangest things, you know, and I keep quiet. I don't say anything. But, like, you know, my mother went to be with the Lord. I'm so, I'm like, I'm like, what? We are always with the Lord. We don't have to die to be with the Lord. And, like, to me, that makes no sense. Like, you come here. So we're born here into this hell, into this purgatory so that we can either be good or bad 
and then we die. We go to some kind of judgment. Then we're judged, and then we go to heaven or hell, and that's it. I'm saying, well, like, what is exactly the point? Like, honestly, I don't even know why we all would agree to that. And then I say even more so, I didn't bring my children into this world for that. I didn't bring my children into this world for that. I didn't say, oh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give birth to you so that you can come here, learn lessons, suffer, either be good or bad, you know. And then you're going to go to hell for eternity if you're not good. <laughs> so be good like me. Ooh, which you like most of the time. Are we good? I mean, to be honest, like who, who exactly would be worthy? Like, it, it's kind of preposterous, all of it. <laughs> the stuff we come up with. And yeah, no, it's in the Bible. You know, that's how we believe it, because it's in the Bible. And so there there came a point, you know, because I just kept asking the questions because I didn't buy that story. I didn't buy the story of we're here to learn lessons and die. Um, I didn't buy that story. So I'm like, okay, so what are we here for? And, like, there were so many mysteries, and there still are. I still don't know, like, what it seems like because I've heard that there are infinite dimensions, the the people try to talk about like the ninth dimension, the tenth dimension, the eleventh dimension. Now I've heard that some physicists say there are infinite dimensions. So and it just sort of seems like they're all like kind of um the the separation from each other is so minuscule like i don't know how to describe it exactly but and they're kind of like like layered not woven into each other whatsoever so perhaps we weave in and out of dimensions but the dimensions themselves do not weave and so it seems like i could be wrong on this but this is just the way I perceive it. But they are just kind of like like a film. They're just kind of laid on top of each other. Or maybe not even on top, but like beside each other. Maybe beside and on top of each other. And it goes on into eternity. It's just vast. And so and so our our people leave their body and they are then in this other what I believe to be this realm this dimension But and I haven't I've talked about this to just a brief amount of time that I'm not entirely sure and this is freaky that there are not people who actually pass away who who live inside a person who's already living. So which would mean that some people are not actually born into this world. There's some people that basically hitch a ride in somebody else's body. Because I had this perception of somebody in my life who had more than one being in this person I can perceive at at a minimum of three and I've heard a little bit about this um on YouTube like every once in a while YouTube comes you know and then I listened to this one and it was really fascinating this woman I don't know if she has multiple people living in her but she was talking about this boyfriend and he had multiple people I guess they call them walk-ins. So it's so weird for me to have some kind of theory about something and then 
hear about it later. It's just kind of freaky. And then this idea also of like parallel lives, like, um, okay, sorry. I'm sorry I went down that rabbit hole. Back up a second. Okay, so there's my dad. So you got my dad energy. So my dad passes out of his body. And then I give birth to my first child. And I have this perception that my dad, that my first child has my dad's energy. I mean, it almost seems like even by some of the things that he says, like he says he doesn't eat fish. My dad didn't eat fish. I mean, just like a lot of weird parallels between my son and my dad. Enough for me to feel like my dad energy is somewhere in my son. So then I would say, okay, how is my dad energy where I can still hear him, but yet he's somehow living in my son. So somehow my dad energy splitting off. Like, did he duplicate himself? Like, how does that work? Because I could swear, and I know that my dad still is around me and... I can perceive him and I can hear him at times. And so how is he like outside of my son's body and yet inside an aspect of him is inside my dad's body is so freaky weird. And then like, would you say that was through genetics that my dad's my dad's genetics, but I think it's even more so than that because it's like, okay. And so how does this all work? I was just having like this weird, okay. Genetics and also the soul because the genetics appear to be more the systems of the body, but is it more so than that? Our genetics I thought our genetics made us more who we who we physically are, not who we spiritually are. That at some point in the womb, our we enter our body. We enter the body that is in our mother. Hmm. This is weird. I don't know. I'm gonna have to noodle on this one. Cause like somebody once told me that that. There are, there are, like, talking about the Christ energy. And so I, and it is my belief, and I don't know if this, this theory is even true. I do not believe that Jesus came back here. I don't believe that he came back here. I could be wrong. Maybe there's, but this person said, theoretically there's like there's like a whole bunch of Jesuses like the Christ energy Jesus is all you know so do we split and then like this idea of parallel lives like like because there's a there is a a theory of physics that every time we make a choice so we make this choice, the other choice goes on. And so and so we may be perceiving the choice we made, but but we also made the other choice and there's a version of us living the other choice. <laughs> and I sit here and I say like like honestly from an experiential point, which is something that I I'm really, really deep in, I have to experience something to like really understand it. How can that even be? So there's like versions of me somewhere that I cannot, I'm not aware of. And according to theoretical physicists, yes, there's a version of you who made that decision that, and that continued on in some other dimension 
<laughs> anyway, so <laughs> and so I this is all just so crazy. And so I just wake up every day. We all, I don't know, do other people like, cause some people I've wondered, is this all just kind of a sick joke and there is no one else and it is just me and everything. I mean, it, there appears to be people out there, but because like some people, everything, absolutely everything we've made up all of it. It's a stage we've made up all of it. So I theoretically, I made up the whole thing of yesterday going to the party, running into work, my workmate and the pastor's wife. I somehow created that rendezvous. And I don't know how I did because I didn't have any thought about running into my workmate. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> these are like people who live off the grid just saying <laughs> it's just crazy this is what I do know is that there's no worry about it in fact I, I I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, there's no worry about anything ever because there's no control. There's no control. We think that we have control and there's no control. It's almost as if everything is automatic. And so there's no point in even trying. There's no point in even trying. And so we just let it go and enjoy the ride <laughs> we decide like okay where do I want to go visit I kind of want to go to Amsterdam perhaps I'm going to go to Amsterdam go actually run on the canals of Amsterdam okay so I make up you know so I start and then all kinds of stuff about Amsterdam start coming into my and then so I follow that path you know and then Three months later, I'm in Amsterdam. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just nuts. I don't know. Have I explained anything? This is a crazy, crazy, crazy podcast. Anyway, I'm going to go back to sleep. I appreciate you all listening so much, so much. I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.